Well, Parker, you had a had a question about speech. Yeah, so um, in a past call with, um, you know, I think it was, you briefly mentioned um, types of lies um, being um, half half truths and uh, lies of mis uh, misdirection. Um, mm -hmm. I was curious, um, maybe you could elaborate on those uh, briefly listed um, terms and if there are any more and give some insight on like when it is w wise to participate in such things and okay. when not to. Well, the first thing that we have to notice is the, the distinction between wholesome and unwholesome. That's the first thing. When we when we take that into consideration and start dwell, delving into what the Buddha actually said about right speech, uh, especially in the um, uh, 117 in the Majjhima Nikaya, the uh, Great Forty, which is the exposition on the uh, Eightfold Noble Path, and that's exactly where right speech is mentioned, is uh, on the Eightfold Noble Path. But we can also think about it, an ordinary Buddhist who are on an ordinary path should still consider this because uh, learning how to have right speech is a noble thing to do so that your speech becomes noble. All right. And the important point about this then that right noble speech comes from the mind that is already noble. Mm -hmm as opposed to a mind that's dirty trying to speak nobly. There's a difference. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and that um, so if we have a noble mind from the beginning, then our right speech is going to be and the first item on the list is deliberate lies. Mm -hmm. Now, a deliberate lie means I did not do it when I did or something like that. And it almost always has to do with obscuring or hiding wrongdoing, a direct lie. Also, uh, a direct lie would be, um, even though we're not sure of which one it is, but in one sentence, they say specifically, it's like this. And then on another occasion, a few moments later, they say specifically, it's like that. You can see that that's a lie if you're keeping track of what you're doing. So there's already this book because in this case it's misdirection. First, I directed you this way and now I'm directing you that way, which is different than a direct lie. Now, mm -hmm. the next thing, though, is that uh, in the sutta, it actually talks about direct lying rather than misdirection. So that means then there may be a kind of noble misdirection as well as an ignoble misdirection. And if it's an ignoble misdirection, then it's more closely related to a direct lie. But if it's wholesome, then it may be a, uh, a part of right speech. And so we'll get into that in just a moment. There's also the issue of gossip. Now, what I will use, I'll just give a very clear definition of gossip is two people talking about a third party, a them in this topic. Okay. We're talking about a them someplace. Mm -hmm. And it's malicious if it is putting them down in some way. 
But if it is uplifting them in some way, then that gossip is not malicious. In other words, if it can be wholesome gossip, but in the suttas, it's most specifically about unwholesome or malicious gossip in the sense that you're talking down on someone. And uh, in the Vinaya, uh, they, it has a, a, a talk about it that it has to do with if you are trying to get the, per, the third person, uh, the person that you're talking to, you're trying to get that person that you're talking to to dislike the other person. Or mm-hmm. that if you're trying to justify that you're okay because this guy is bad. Mm-hmm. It's the intention in one's own mind to deliberately um, put that person down, right? Right. So when you're talking trash about someone, like uh, meditation teachers, right? That if you go directly trashing them in the sense of separating them out is different than talking about most specifically what improvements could be made. An example of that then would be that it would be better if the meditation teachers did not charge money because charging money teaches the students to charge money. Mm-hmm. Not charging money teaches the students to be generous and not charge money. But there's no reason to say, oh, but that teacher, because he does charge money, he's bad, and we don't want him to teach Dhamma. Mm-hmm. Because in fact, he probably is teaching Dhamma, and some people are getting a great, enormous amount of value out of them. And so who am I to go around trashing him for doing something good because I can find a nit to pick with it? Yes. Right. That's malicious gossip is to actually make something big out of something that really can be irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So um, the uh, the next kind of speech is harsh speech. Now, harsh speech normally always in our society has to do with name calling. Or heavy adjectives. Mm-hmm. So not only can I say um, uh, that the meditation teacher charges money, I can use words like money grubbing. Okay, that's harsh. This is harsh yes. speech. All right. Or uh, you see in the West, because of the um, the way that religions have operated and whatnot, the harsh speech in the West has to do with a vocabulary. In mm-hmm. other words, you're not supposed to say this word, that word, that other word, four-letter yes. word, you know, those kind of words are off limits. Mm-hmm. All right. And and so if you use one of those words, that it's harsh language, where in fact, oh, no, in fact, the best jokes have uh, low-class words in them. Uh-huh. But in fact, that's what makes it funny and humorous is we get right down to the fact that we're talking about low-class things. Let's lose some low-class words because <laughs> we're being accurate when we do. <laughs> yes. But when we're using those that language against someone else or an organization in order to have the person that you're talking to have an unfavorable attitude towards that third party, then... That kind of language is malicious gossip, and when we use it with adjectives or uh, nouns of accusation, then it's also harsh speech. Mm-hmm. 
But then there is the last one on the list, which is one that's most difficult uh, to deal with, and that is frivolous speech. Mm -hmm. Now, what we mean by frivolous speech is speech that's got no direction, intention, or anything. So when I'm just jawboning with a student, I always have in the background, where's the Dhamma in this? How can I pull out the Dhamma? We've got some Dhamma in here someplace, okay? Because otherwise, it's just going to be staying at the level of frivolous. It has no point, no value. Uh, so with this understanding now that it all has to do with whether it's wholesome or not is the main issue about the speech, not mm -hmm. whether it's true or not, yes. but whether it's wholesome or not. This is the quality that the Buddha is looking for. Uh, if it is wholesome, then uh, it is friendship building. It is cooperation and that we can, in fact, misdirect and bend the truth for the person's own benefit or value. Mm -hmm. Or we can talk about a third person or a third situation of a situation in order for the, uh, the listener to gain some value out of that, to be able to see in the example that we're using of why it is actually better to give Dhamma for freely rather than charging money for it. And when you get that, then the guy who is actually charging money for it, he's, he's, he's irrelevant. Or he's just another friend, never mind what he's doing. He's okay, we don't have to fix him. The issue yes, is, can exactly. we gain some value from it? Can we learn our lessons from this? Yes. So. In that regard, it's not necessarily just going around finding the truth and telling the truth. Then, in fact, it's quite uh, understandable. We can say uh, uh, that we can tell him uh, the brutal truth or lay out the brutal facts in the sense that we're actually not just saying the truth, but we're being harmful or we're being um, um, harsh in our language. But we're mm -hmm. still telling the truth. And a lot of people think that all, especially those who are on a power trip, they want to be able to, to prove to somebody that they're powerful by um, using this kind of language in order yes. to gain power over people or uh, to put them down or whatever. So basically what we're saying again is this whole idea of a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. So let's be friendly because this is where right speech really comes into play is, is that it is friendly speech rather than um, these details that we're talking about. If your speech is friendly, then you're okay. Yes. That's the important thing is, is that you can say what needs to be said, but you can find a way to where it's going to be well received. You can find a way of giving a gift that is palatable. Mm -hmm. If all you've got is roadkill, you can at least cook it well and serve it well. <laughs> yes, certainly. So that it becomes palatable. Uh, and that many people uh, get their back up with the idea that, oh no, you, you can't just sugarcoat everything because nothing will ever change or or whatnot like that. 
But the answer is, for them is, is that they think that it's rotten to the core, but in fact, if you sugarcoat everything long enough, it goes sweet all the way to the core. Uh -huh. It is not rotten to the core. No, it's not. It's only in their mind that it's so rotten. So we're just helping right, them Right, exactly. That's just another attitude that things are rotten to the core. That's just, in fact, not looking at things very well. And so dealing with people mm -hmm. in this regard is the way of um, recognizing that, that false speech is not a set of rules about lying and what kind of lies, uh, misdirection, little white lies, big white lies, completely white lies, and all of that. We don't have to make that de kind of degradations or anything like that, that we can, in fact, look at what's the intention of all of this? Is my intention to misdirect so that I can get away with a crime? Or am I misdirecting this and with the intention of helping someone? Mm -hmm. That's the way of looking at it. Yes. So. Um, we'll make this with a shorty and see if we can find a place to put this video. So good night, right, everybody. Good. I appreciate it. And I'll turn it off. I won't give you a uh, say on.